Hello everyone and welcome to week number three of these mini episodes about my journey to the International Masters Cross Country, which is now just a week away. I'm recording this on Friday night, Friday the 3rd of November, and the race is eight days away. So I'm really starting to get excited now. Um, There's a lot of chat on the WhatsApp group, mostly people confirming whether they're vegetarian or not, which is quite amusing because usually I remember those kinds of things and someone posted up and I realized I'd not mentioned to anyone so it was a good job someone mentioned it and then about 10 other people fell fell on the bandwagon so I think um, we were referred to as the secret vegetarians or something like that. Um, But yeah lots of chat in there we get to pick up our kit on Monday or Tuesday night which is quite exciting I get to see my Northern Ireland vest really looking forward to that. And then I go off next Friday on the 10th, um, about midday. So I'm flying to Edinburgh. I think most people are flying to Glasgow, obviously, because it's in Glasgow. But um, the two flights to Glasgow were either very early in the morning or quite late and potentially missing the team dinner. So I opted to go at a more reasonable time to Edinburgh and hopefully it's only an hour coach journey from Edinburgh Airport into Glasgow so that's my plan on Friday really looking forward to that I doubt anyone else is going that route uh, but I should try and find out to see if there's going to be anyone there but um, I'm sure I will be able to spot any runners uh, as you always do on these flights you can tell them a mile off usually Uh, usually because they're wearing some kind of uh, running shoes I have to Really, when I'm going with hand luggage, I usually have to wear a pair of running shoes that I can use for my easy runs. Um, This time I'm going to have to pack my spikes, so I'm really going to be short of space. So you can usually tell runners a mile off on the plane. Um, But yeah, these little mini episodes are all about my training for the International Masters race. So one week left. I'm going to go through this week's training and I've got quite a few takeaways this week to share with you uh, on training Um, things that have come out mainly of my own training but also things that have been resonating with um, clients on on chats with clients this week as well so um, last Saturday I had to move my long run last week because I went down to Dublin Marathon to to watch uh, clients down there and, and club mates down there So I did my long run 14 on Saturday, which was after I'd done a session on the Friday. I found that fine. It was okay. The only problem was it was absolutely pouring down on Saturday. So it's pretty miserable trudge round on Saturday, I have to say. Uh, It was one of those days where it just, in fact, there's been quite a few of those those days recently where it just feels like it's dark even when it shouldn't be dark. Um... And from here, where I am, I live on the side of a hill. Quite often, it's if I don't go down to the bottom of the hill and then run left, which is fairly flat, uh, you're usually going down a lot further. So I decided to go down to the coast and then back up again. And it's kind of seven miles down and seven miles back up. So that uphill trudge in the rain was not not my favorite run ever um but i got it done in in front of sunday's trip to dublin 
So that meant I missed out on six miles that I should have done on Saturday and my strength. Sunday, though, I kind of made up for that because I was popping up in different places on the course. I didn't actually um, count any of those as proper runs, but I, I did probably do about six miles either walking or running around on race day on uh, at Dublin Marathon to see different people. Um, and then obviously I was up early as well. And then afterwards I drove to Galway that night. So it was a long day and really I don't feel like I missed out on a run as such uh, because I feel like I was, I was quite active on um, Sunday. And then Monday is my normal day off and I had the drive back from Galway on Monday. So even though that was a, a day off and a potentially a day I could have shifted my strength to, it was another long day. And as soon as I came back, I was out to football with Aaron as well. So again, it felt like I didn't really miss out on that day on Saturday. Um, I felt like it, it was quite a lot going on those couple of days anyway. Then on Tuesday... I had a session, uh, which was quite an interesting session. It was one I'd never done before. Uh, my my coach, I've been with my coach now for three years, Johnny Meller, and it's amazing to me how he can still have sessions in there that I've never done before. And hopefully I sort of replicate that for my own clients and, and try not to always give them the same sessions over and over again. And quite often I'll, I'll expect you know, sessions that I've done before and, and that's fine. But every so often I get a new one in there and it was quite quite a nice bits and, I call it a bits and pieces or a mix-up session with a lot of tempo and then little intervals in there. And I think a lot of these sessions he's throwing my way at the minute is really to try and break up my rhythm. Quite often when I'm training for road races you want to build that rhythm in so that you get used to sort of running the same pace all the time and get nice and consistent whereas cross country there's lots of ups and downs uh, boggy patches pit patches which are runnable so it really is difficult to get into a rhythm and I think that's what these these sessions are, are trying to emulate so I had something like eight minutes and then three by 90 seconds and six minutes and four by one minute and four minutes and five by 30 seconds. It was actually quite a long session and I did it late on in the day on Tuesday. I got a bit caught out with the clock change. I think I went out about four thinking, oh, that's that's time enough yet. Not really remembering that the clocks had gone back and we lost an hour of daylight. So I went to the waterworks, which is one of my favorite places to do sessions because it's a loop um, that's uninterrupted. Yes, you get dog walkers about and sometimes trailing leads across the path, but you don't have to go up and down curbs, avoid traffic and all of that stuff. So I I do try and go there sometimes when I've got big sessions that I want to do. Um, but it's not lit up, so the last sort of 20, 30 minutes of that session, it was a little bit hard to see. Um, it wasn't too bad because it wasn't that busy with people, but it was probably a bit later than I should have gone, but I felt really, really strong in that session. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I don't know whether that was from the extra day off because it's very rare that I have two days where I'm not running back-to-back, 
unless I'm actually injured or something or, or I'm feeling sick or something like that. So maybe that made the difference. I also wonder, it definitely helps going to the waterworks and it being a little, it wasn't too windy that day as well. So contrast that to today, Friday, when I did my other session of the week, which was 10 by two minutes. And I did that close to home because I didn't want to spend time driving somewhere and back. So, and it was quite windy today. So you do get a bit of sort of when you're running with the wind obviously then you you have those paces are a lot easier to get to and then when you're running against the wind it's harder to get to so it does make a big difference I think if you're on a looped and, sh- and sheltered course so I do try to do that from time to time so that definitely helped and I also wonder whether my shoes uh, as well are helping so I usually wear the endorphin speeds and I've, my pair is so old now that I really, really am overdue buying a new pair. And I'm reluctant to wear them now because I can feel they feel beat up to me. And I don't think uh, my ankles are really appreciating that. Um, but what I've done instead is I had an old pair of Endorphin Pros, which used to be my race shoes until I got the Vapor Flies at the start of this year. And they were kind of just retired. Um, and they have done three marathons, but they've not done a lot of other races beyond that. So it's probably maybe 200 miles in those shoes, maybe a little bit more. Whereas I would say there's probably a thousand in the endorphin speed. So possibly shifting. So I started using the endorphin pros as um, a training shoe just to try and get a bit more mileage out there of those until... I get a new pair of the speeds and that may be helping as well in those sessions. I wore them again today and that could be helping um, to get those paces and feel a bit bit better there. One other thing that happened on Wednesday, I had an easy run on Wednesday and I just didn't feel good. So I felt great on Tuesday. Wednesday just felt like a bit of a slog for six miles, even though I was running easy. Now that could have been because I went in the morning and the Tuesday session was in the evening. I'm finding that as I'm getting older, I do feel like I need to try and get as as many hours of recovery in as possible. And when I have a later session in a day, quite often the morning after doesn't feel that great for me. So I do prefer to get keep everything in the morning or at least around lunchtime if I can and I didn't do that so that could be one reason but it could just be that sometimes we just don't feel great and sometimes we do and there's no necessarily there's no necessary rhyme or reason to that it's just that we're human and you know things catching up maybe that long drive caught up with me the early start for Dublin caught up with me I don't know um but it's all things to think about in in your own training as well. So I guess the five takeaways for my training today that might be of interest is number one, don't be afraid to take an extra day off, um, especially if you've got other things on. But that might well have been what made that Tuesday session um, better than it normally is. And just an extra day off here and there can really lift you I think rather than sort of keeping on a strict cycle forever and ever um, and not wanting to miss anything just occasionally um, an unscheduled session off I think can really help number two is 
to don't forget about outside load and sleep. So what I mean by that is on Sunday, I was doing a lot of running around down in Dublin and normally on a day off, I would just be sitting at my desk or maybe go for a a short walk, but I wouldn't be doing much that's strenuous. So don't forget that your total load is not just your training, but it's also the other things that you're doing outside of training and sleep is a big factor as well. How has your sleep been? I didn't sleep well last night. So I think today's session was just a little bit not as controlled as as Tuesday. Didn't feel quite as good. It still was pretty good. I was happy with it. But um, I definitely think sleep is a massive factor. So don't forget about if you've had bad sleep um, to factor that into your training. Number three Sometimes sessions can feel bad or good without any kind of rhyme or reason. And this has happened for clients recently, happened for me this week. And I think the moral of the story is not to get too carried away when you have a good session. Yes, it's it's a nice little confidence booster. Uh, but also when you have a, a, a session that's not bad, but it could be better, doesn't feel great, don't get too downheartened with that as well, because that could just be a sign that you need a bit more a bit more rest or a bit more sleep, or it's not a sign that your fitness has decreased, you know, in, in the course of a day. Um, the general trend should be where you're having a lockout, not not individual sessions. Don't get too high when you've done a great session. Don't get too low when you've had a bad session. Number four is that training can be exciting even when it's disciplined and and structured well. You can always tweak little sessions about, um, do something slightly different. There's so many ways of structuring a session. Just make sure to look at what the overall amount of work is and the, the intensities that you're working at. But quite often you can structure different intervals, throw in different sort of, it doesn't have to be, very rigid so I did a 10 by 2 session today and that's you know a bog standard session today but the session I did on Tuesday was very varied and um, quite quite interesting so do look for the little variations that keep your your training exciting and number five a session can be better when you take the time to go somewhere that is good for doing that session. So if you can get to a track, sometimes that is the best option for a session. For me, sometimes it's going to um, a park, a looped place, whereas a bit more sheltered. Victoria Park here is really good. Waterworks is not so bad either. Um, but try and make sure you're doing a session somewhere that allows you to have a good session. Quite often, if you're doing it on you know, a hill or and the, the wind's blowing down the hill and you're trying to run up slightly uphill into a wind, it's really difficult to hit the paces correctly. And even today, you know, I was running on the flat, but I was going one way and then turning and running the other way. If you if you can't avoid that, then that's fine. But try and, and average those paces out to be in and around what you're trying to target. So I was happy to drop a few seconds going into the wind and happy to pick those up again uh, with the wind at my back. So do try and 
execute your sessions somewhere that is going to give you good value for for your time it's worth spending that extra time just going somewhere to have a really good session hope those tips have helped and I will see you next week uh, when I give you a preview of the weekend of the Masters race. Take care, have a great weekend and speak to you soon.